Apple, Google, Amazon, Nike, Disney, Tesla. These are examples of companies with strong brands. Imagine you're a new brand and you want to attract attention to your target audience. Have you ever wondered what it takes to have a strong brand? Or how to design a website that is user-friendly? Let's explore this together. Brand strategy consults help businesses build strong brands and makes more money. They work with businesses of all sizes and know the latest trends to make brands more successful. Web designers are like mind readers. Their clients are the client's clients. The people who visit their client's website, they need to put themselves in the shoes of their clients, customers, and understand their needs. They are building pages that connect with psychology of the visitor. Are the visitors getting the information they need? Are the messages clear? They are like the invisible people of the internet and make sure that everything is running smoothly and that everyone is having a good time. Today, we are lucky to have Muhammad Hakim. He is an expert in both of those areas. Muhammad is an also great speaker. He's known for his engaging appearances and I'm always impressed by his abilities to think outside the wall. If you are willing to invest your time and effort to build a strong brand, so this episode is made for you. So let's start this episode. Welcome to the Teal Alpha Talk. I'm so excited to interview Mr. Muhammad Al-Hakim, a professional web designer and brand consultant. Mr. Muhammad helped all size businesses to create beautiful and useful websites and brands. Our episode name is The Mind Readers of the Brands and Websites. Mr. Muhammad, thanks for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. And I'm really, really, really excited to be here. Me too. First, I want to tell you that when I did some research about you, I clicked the link on your Instagram bio, which took me to your website. Uh, when I clicked on your name, I received the following message. This page intentionally left blank. Please contact me. Why did you intentionally leave it blank? Is this kind of advertising to let people contact you? Oh, uh, I'm surprised you made it to, to that page because I never, I never, I didn't share the link. The link is not in the menu. Actually, it's a hidden link. You have to click on my photo and then you end up at my about page. And that's true. The page says this has been left intentionally empty. And all I wanted to do, I wanted to tell people, hey, if you want to get to know me, you're going to have to get to know me. You're going to have to talk to me. You're going to have to message me. And there's one link to the contact page. So, okay. so that's the idea. That's the idea. I wanted to tell sure. them. The uh, way to get to know okay. me is to talk to me. Let me tell you, how did you appear to me? I was impressed by one of your required skills in the future is to be proactive. For me, I'm a person who always strives to make things happen. It doesn't matter right or wrong, but why do you think being proactive matters? I think it's actually one of the most important skills ever. The first skill in the book, The Seven Habits of the Highly Effective People, being proactive, it's an amazing habit because that's how you create all of your opportunities. You, you don't want to be reactive or whatever situation you're in. You always want to try to be proactive. You want to try to move the needle. You want to try to, you want to try to make things better. And people get demotivated because they know things are not perfect, uh, whether it's at work, at school, uh, whatever. You have to keep doing it. You have to keep doing it. Yeah. Being proactive is a skill that takes time and practice. How can we overcome the obstacles that might happen when we are trying to be more proactive? You have to keep your eye on your mission. So if you really believe on what you're trying to accomplish, then you don't have a problem of fear of rejection. And you're not moving from a place of fear. You are actually moving because you are just so committed 
to your own mission. That's why it's very important. And it all boils down to getting to know yourself and understanding your purpose and your mission. I think sometimes we need to ignore everything. Numbers, facts, data, signs that tell us not to do it. We just need to go for it and override all of it. Okay, let's find out how proactive you are. What can you offer me to make my name a strong international brand? I will tell you what they are. I have two businesses that I am working on. Uh, skincare, it's a last kit and like a coconut, like fresh uh, face spray. And a company providing like a laboratory investigation service. For example, we take a group of friends, family, or like anyone who's interested. And then they visit uh, places around the world. And they can be involved in exploring new environments. Uh, they can inspire the public by sharing their dis discoveries. So, so you're putting me on the spot. Uh, I, I love the question. And your question is basically saying, how can I help you to scale, right? Yeah. Both of your businesses and mainly your brand, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so here's the thing. The, the thing that we do and we practice, we practice something called the 80-20 rule. Have you heard of it? The 80-20 no. rule? Okay, so the 80-20 rule applies to many, many things in life. It's called the Pareto Principle. And basically, if we look at your tasks today, the things that you do, yeah, and we'll just start with you as an example, but we're going to be doing this for everyone in your team. And if we just look at all of your tasks today, we just list them, everything. Today, you have the podcast, and today you have a uh, you have to plan for something and you have to market something else. And we look at everything that you've been doing. We're going to find out that 80% of the thing that you've been doing, we can actually delegate. We can find someone to do it better. And we can find someone mm -hmm. who loves to do it. And we're going to find that 20% that, that is your own unique ability, that only you can do it beautifully. And we just want to get you to focus on that 20%. So basically, the whole exercise is an exercise of focus, and that's how we begin. What are the things today, right now, what task can we find someone to do it? So that will get you back your time, and then that time that you gain back, you can, again, put it in somewhere that is serving your own unique ability, and then that will lead to better work. Because if everyone is just doing the 20% that they love to do, and they focus and they specialize in that one thing, they're going to be doing it much, much better. And from there, you're going to gain all this time back. And that time back, you, you probably as the founder, mainly your, your tasks should be around just uh, putting the standards, uh, communicating the vision for both of the businesses and uh, public relations, just going out and talking to people about the businesses. A anything else? We can definitely uh, delegate. We have to find the right people. We have to build a team. It's a question of who, not how. And that's what we practice. How can you ensure that you always think outside the box when starting a new project? Uh, the easiest way and the most effective way, if you're starting a new project, you have to think like a marketer. What does that mean? A marketer, just the word that comes from market. It means someone who goes to the marketplace. So step one, you have to go to the marketplace. You have to talk to the people, right? And you're going to have to ask them, hey, what's the problems with the current situation? If you, for example, been building a new earphones, yeah, you have an earphones project. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to go out first to the community of uh, 
the community you want to target. Say, for example, you want to target people who go work out and they need earphones to while they're working out at the gym, right? So you're yeah. going to have to go to the market first. That's the first step. And you're going to have to ask them, what's the problem with the current technology that you have? And they're going to guide you. And you just want to involve everyone, your audience. You want to have them be a part of building the project, whatever the project is. See, the, the common mistake, people are just sitting at home and they have this idea and then they start the project. Mm -hmm. That is actually serving them. You want to serve the market. You want to serve your community. So that's the thing. Just step one, go out to the community and talk to them and then keep them involved as you are building this project. Because at the end, you're going to get back to them and tell them, hey, I made this for you. This is what you asked me that you, you wanted. So I made this for you. So now you're coming from a place of generosity, not a place of self-serving and if you just follow that philosophy any project that you uh, build definitely i think it will succeed yeah which famous brand do you most like to learn from their brand strategy process and why which brands am i a fan of no like which brands would you learn from their brand strategy process and why like why do you, why is that what's famous brand do you like to learn from their brand strategy oh there 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 are a few but I don't know if they are famous by by any means. But, even if uh, they isn't famous. I, I just enjoy design. Uh, I, I really enjoy design and authenticity. So if any brand is reflecting their heritage, uh, I would be a fan of that because I'm just a, a fan generally for uh, our history. Okay. You have to if, if you want an example... If you want an example of someone who's doing it right, and it, definitely Apple is doing it right. We know they have one of the Apple? strongest brands. Yeah, Apple? Apple for sure. Yeah, yeah, I like their like, like each phone like it's like it's so trending. Like the now the iPhone 15 like have a total trend. So yeah. Immediately, and do you know why? Because they follow the simple yeah. rule of branding. Do you know what the first law of branding is? What What does it say? No, what does it say? It's called the law of expansion. The law, the law of, of expansion. expansion, expansion, yeah. So expansion, expansion. yeah. So it says basically, expansion. it suggests, yeah. It says if a brand expands, gets bigger, so they start coming up with new products and new new stuff. Uh, the brand itself gets weaker, and that's mm -hmm. why Apple, as a brand, is much stronger than, say, for example, Samsung, because Apple, even though they have all of those resources, Apple tomorrow can can make a fridge. They can start fridge. developing anything right they have the technology yeah yeah imagine if apple makes a house they can make houses but they won't because they want to stay focused it's always the idea of focus if i'm focused on few things i'm probably doing it better and that's why they have a very very strong brand they only have maybe 15 uh, products line items 15 to 20 if you just count all the iPads, the iPhones, the different versions. Compared with Samsung, they have thousands of products. And that's why Apple is superior as a brand, as a name. Yeah. What are the most important standards for brands when choosing their ambassadors? Oh, the values, for sure. The values. The values? Yeah. So you as a brand, you need to understand what are your values. So what do you value in this life the most? What is the that maybe you have for example for this podcast maybe you say that fun 
is one of my values. I want to have fun and I want to learn. And also my guests, I want them to have fun. Maybe it can be one of your values. So you always need to remain true to those values. And those ambassadors, they have to have the same values because your audience will sense it if you start working with people who they just have different values. And we we see that uh, a lot. Yeah. Give an example of a successful co- collaboration between a brand and ambassador. For example, you know, like what I mean, like for example, a brand and an ambassador that they were so successful, you know, like it was a, a good collaboration. Oh, Nike are the best at this. Nike, yeah. Nike, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan, the, the yeah. Jordan brand. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good uh, collaboration, in my opinion, too. Exactly, because they are very picky. They yeah. are very picky. Nike is very picky when it comes to who they work with. In history, there are like top, top uh, athletes who like got all of their gold medals and whatnot, but Nike still wouldn't uh, work with them. Maybe they have problems in their personal life. Maybe, they, yeah, they might harm the brand. So they are really picky uh, when it comes to their ambassadors. Mm. If you could be the CEO of a big brand one day, which brand would you choose and what product would you introduce? For me, I would choose to be a star in a commercial for a popular brand. I would choose to be Daid Zen, you know, tag every aid, yeah. And Nike, even though they're really picky, I just love it. And if um, I could choose to be an ambassador for a brand, I would choose, for example, like it's all makeup brands. I don't know if you know them, but they're like, say, Guys, piece of skincare brand, drunk elephant. How about you? Uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh, skincare now because uh, I've never used it before. So maybe I'll join you on that one. Uh, I'm just really? getting to about skincare and uh, that it's uh, apparently it's really important. Uh, I never knew. <laughs> it is. It is like skincare is not only for girls. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It took me like 27 years to understand that, but uh... 27 years. <laughs> but yeah. Skincare, probably, but for me, something around education. I just love education, so I'll probably find the, the best brand of, uh, that is educating people, and I'll work with them. Uh, I can be their CEO. I wanna, I wanna make education better for everyone. Okay, let's talk about designing websites. What is the most uh, challenging and interesting part when you design a website? That's a really good question. Um, when you make a website, if you want to make a really good website, you're going to have to make few smart but tough decisions. For example, mm-hmm. you want to really be specific on who you're talking to. You don't want a, a website that is talking to everyone. And just because of that, most clients, most people, most companies, they are scared. They're like, we're missing out on opportunities if we are talking to one kind of uh, customer but uh, that's the only way that it's worked people will not listen they will not go through the website they will not read the content unless they really feel that it's uh, empathizing with with them specifically and just that exercise of uh, sacrifice in pursuit of uh, a really good website that's that's the toughest part not for me for the clients yeah there's a website design you need to be more familiar with technical skills, design skills, or marketing skills? Yeah, that's an amazing question. Thank you for that question. Uh, Web design is actually a mix. So when you are designing a website, it's a mix of everything that you just mentioned. So it's not one thing that's more important? Mm, If you're only designing 
So we design websites and then we build them. And now there are tools that allow you as a designer to build it easier or whatnot. But if you have someone else to build it, then you just need to focus on the design. And that's probably better because then you're focusing on one thing and you can do it really beautifully and you're trusting someone else to do the other part. So yeah. in terms of websites design, you need to have at least the principles of design that it's for all kinds of design, uh, that foundation. And you need to... That, that would be the most important thing. There are some other skills, but that's the, that's the main thing. If you could uh, teach future designers one thing from a young age, what would it be? Um, if I want to teach them something that is, uh, I feel like it's really important for the younger generation, it's just yeah. to have really high ambition. You, you want to be, your ambition should be like very, very high. Your ambition should not be just to be a web designer you don't want to just be a web designer you want to be the best web designer there's nothing stopping you from being the best web designer and that's how you want to look at it yeah so aim high really high much higher how many meetings do you need with your client to understand their exact needs for their website oh so this is very funny at the time being i i need zero meetings because zero? see i make yeah, I don't make, I don't need any meetings uh, at all. Um, but, what if, but what if the clients want to like tell you their exact thinking and like, how do you know if there is zero meeting? That's a good question. And people ask me that a lot. See, we don't design or build what the client wants. But it's there, it's like, it's there. Yeah, 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 we know. But that just like me going to a medical doctor and telling them, hey, I want this medicine they will not give it to me because they know what's best. I don't know what's best. So if I'm the expert, I need to be uh, doing it not according to their wishes, uh -uh, but according to what's known as the brand strategy. So overall, the brand strategy. The, I'll give you a very simple example. Yeah. But the clients, um, they need to be happy with the results. Oh, they will be happy. They will be happy. Once they see the results, they will be happy. And that's the professional way to do it. That's how the best people do it. But I'll, I'll give you one simple example to understand uh, where the clients come into play. So we have first the strategy phase and the strategy phase involves the client. And we're asking them questions like, hey, uh, for this brand, what feelings do you want it to reflect? So they tell me, hey, I, I want it to be actually calm. Um, and I want it to be maybe bold and I want it to be, uh, maybe they'll tell me I want it feminine. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, okay. Yeah. And we do that and we take our time at that strategy phase. But it, when it comes to the actual designing, we don't need to talk to the client much because we are just looking back at the, those keywords. So now if I want to figure out the website's colors, for example, it's very easy. They already told me they want it to be calm. So calm, we know that there are earthy colors, just like beige. It makes you feel calm. So I know that, hey, I need beige here. They told me feminine, feminine is pink. So yeah, pink. so I'm getting pink. And, and that's how we work. We just take that strategy and we translate it into design. And every color, every font, every decision, we can defend it telling them that, hey, actually we chose this specific a font, uh, whether Arabic and English, because this is the personality and this is the brand and this is the audience we're talking to. So we can defend any, any design decision and there's nothing left for uh, my personal opinion or their personal opinion. No opinions. We just 
work based on the strategy we we took the time to do yeah we know that content creators play an important role behind the scenes they inform us entertain us inspire us and many things in social media such as posts stories photos videos captions podcasts etc some of them are professionals while others are self-taught like me but they all have a passion for creating and sharing content my question is what is the most important skill that every content creator, regardless of their qualifications, should have? I think other than consistency, we know that you want to be consistent because as you're being consistent, you get better with time. But other than that, I feel like mm -hmm. every content creator, they just need to take the time to learn about who they are. What do I mean? I mean, you want to take the time to understand your own self. What are your values? Why are you doing this? And uh, what do you stand for? And what kind of, of vibe of personality you want to show to the world? Uh, basically, who are you? Because what happens as people are doing it and uh, with time, and because many people, like, they just are keeping an eye on the numbers and trying to get the, the most likes and the most shares and the most whatnot, they forget who they really are. And we end up with so many content creators that are doing the same thing. And they're talking the same way and, and, and publishing the same stuff. I, I just want everyone to, to be special and, yeah, be, be yourself. And I'm weird yeah. and I, I love to be weird. And all of my friends are weird. But weird is special and we don't want people who are just like everyone else. We want to have this special friends, right? So be, be yourself. Yeah. That's my advice. Yeah. Like why, why, why would you be boring if you could stand out? Stand out, stand out. Yeah. Stand out. Creativity has two main parts, show and tell. The first part is show, noticing things and paying attention to the world around you in order to come up with creative ideas. The second part is tell, to seek more attention, add that attention. For example, I am doing the first role, show. I always give and create ideas to people around me. When it comes to the second part, to tell, I find that I spend a lot of time doing that and I feel that I have lost my creativity to show and create. My mom and I decide to team up and split those two parts, even though I like doing both of them. My question mm -hmm. is, how can content creators be a pro and keep the balance in both roles? I mean, that's a really good question. Uh, and it's making me think really hard. Okay, tell me, tell me again your own experience with this. Where did you struggle? No, like for example, okay, I'll tell you my question. How can a content creator be a pro and they can keep balance in both roles? Like how, how can they like control both roles? You know, like how, what if like it's hard? I don't know how to explain, but like what if? Content creator like keep balance like what like how do they keep balance? Not this is more and this is less. You know how do they keep a balance? Let's 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 take another look at creativity. So yeah, let's simplify it and maybe we'll get somewhere. Uh, I like where this is going. So what is creativity for you? What is creativity? For me, creativity is when someone like explores their thoughts in their brain. Like for example. Uh, in the cloud. If someone looks at the cloud, each one can think of an image. For example, this one says this cloud looks like a duck. This one says it looks like a cat. Like each one uh, sees it by their creativity. Like each creativity has different personalities or something like that. 
So, so that's really good. What you said is really good because you said uh, a very important keyword here that is imagination. Yes. Step one, step one in all of this is imagination. You know, I think it was 98% uh, of kids at the age of six are noted to be really creative, creative geniuses. Mm. So step one, step one is imagination. Imagination is seeing a world that is maybe it's there, maybe it's not there. But you're just seeing a new world. You're just seeing things, right? Yeah. If you take ability to imagine stuff and now you are directing it to solve problems. So there's a problem and you're really good at imagining stuff. So now you are imagining solutions to that problem. And if you imagine a solution that it's uh, that is new, that's called creativity. So creativity is not the ability to write or draw or or paint. Creativity is just this ability to bring a new perspective to a problem that we have. And actually, if you if you implement the solution, what would that be? Uh, that it's uh, innovation. Mm -hmm. So you start with imagining. If you can direct this imagination to solve problem, that's creativity. If you actually take the risk and implement the solution, that's called innovation. And once you scale it, you scale that solution to people, that's called uh, entrepreneurship. Yeah. So now let's head back to your uh, question. Okay. I see the question again. Let's take the question again. How can a content creator be a pro and keep the balance in both roles? Okay, I, I have an advice here, and I think it can be directed to, to answer your question. As a, as a content creator, yeah. and you want to be creative, you want to be paying attention. So what does that mean? It means that whenever I'm creating content, uh, I'm working, I can have two types of intentions. Uh, sometimes I'm doing it because I want attention. I want likes, I want shares, I want the stuff, the good stuff. And yeah. usually, like for me and for many people, if we are doing the work because we want attention, it is not really creative work. But on the other side, if you're doing the work because you've been paying attention, so now you're seeing new things and now you're, you're showing, you're, as, as you said, right? You have to show, to tell. How do you show? How, how do you do it? Like, how do you show your creativity? Yeah, yeah. How how do you do it? I'm seeing an example. For example, uh, you have a really creative mind. And with this creative mind, you can write, for example, a book with all your creativity and use it and make this book special and unique according to your creativity, you know? And then uh, tell you can tell the people about this book and they can read it and they can get inspired from your creativity. Oh, oh, okay, okay. That's hundred percent. So, and yeah, you, you want to balance as a creator. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the best way to go around it is just to understand what level you are in or what stage you're in. And you have to put all of your focus in that stage and you have to give it hundred percent. And that's all you can do really. So when you're still developing, you're still in the show phase. Uh, that's all that you need to be thinking about. And once you're at the tell page, you want to also use some of creativity to tell in creative ways. Because what we're seeing now that people are using the same methods to tell. They're saying tell, promote your, your book, for example. Uh, so if I have a new book, most authors, they're going to uh, send out ads, make a website. They're all doing the same thing. Maybe, maybe yeah. you want to be very creative on how you tell and uh, just figure out a whole new way for people to talk about your book. For example, if you made a really good story around how you came up with the idea of the book, 
in the first place. Maybe that story, people are gonna tell each other that story and then your book uh, name gonna get to more people. So my advice is uh, try to be creative, not only at the show phase, that's where most people are creative at, they're doing the work, but also be creative and try to tell and promote your work in different new ways. Yeah. Can you give some tips on how to work smarter, not harder? Oh, wow. How to work smarter, not harder. Okay, so so here's here's what, what I've learned recently, and it changed my life. So the way we are dividing our work and we're building our schedules, to-do lists, there's actually a better way to do it. And this is known as the performance schedule. So people who are doing uh, performance art, they, they have this kind of schedule, so inspired by them. The idea is simple. In a week, we have seven days, right? And usually yeah. what everyone's doing, we just doing as much as we can every day, right? We're putting as to-do list and we're just doing it, right? But that's not the best way. So the better way is you take three days and call them focus days. On focus days, you are working on your most important task only. So there are no meetings, there are no small tasks. Your to-do list should only be up to one or two tasks maximum. That's a focus day. You're just trying to accomplish one or two things, right? That's three days of the week. Two days of yeah. the week are called preparation days. Preparation days are the days you use for planning. Uh, you have meetings, you have some small tasks here and there you're trying to finish. You're just trying to do everything that is not high priority on preparation days. And that way you, you have the ability to have those focus that you spoke about. And then you have two extra days, right? Because so far we did five yeah. days. And what do you think those two days are for? Break. Yeah, the 100%. There you go. Break. And it sounds simple, but people are not having me as well. I'm very guilty of this. I don't have effective rest days. And the thing is, the quality of your focus days really depends on the quality of your rest days. If you don't rest well, you can focus on your focus days. If you are never fully out, you can never be fully in. Yeah. And just doing things this way now, now I can design a whole website one day, no problem, because it's a focus day. I don't have any meetings on that day. I don't have anything else. I, I don't care about anything else. I just need to, to work on this one project. And that allows us to get into that state of extreme concentration that is known as the state of flow. Ha have you heard of flow? The state no. of flow. So no, the state of flow. Do, do you play any video games? I don't like it. Uh, I, I used to be really good at FIFA. Oh, I FIFA. like sometimes I, I used to play with my brother's Roblox. And yeah, I don't really like video games. So that's something like sometimes when we're playing uh, this game, any, any game that you like, you get really uh, sucked into the game. You can't see or hear anything else. All of your focus is just with the game. And that's when you get really good at the game and you're, you're just winning yeah. nonstop. You feel like you can't lose. And that's uh, the state of uh, flow. And we try to get there when we're doing work. And then all of your decisions are coming uh, seamlessly and things are just uh, happening and time is slowing down. And that's the ideal for a really good focus day. You just want to have all of your focus on one thing. Yeah. 
what are the most important skills we need to succeed in our future careers? Like what, whatever it ends up being. I mean, we, we already said we want to be proactive. Yeah. And we already mentioned someone, uh, something else, right? Uh, what was it? We said we want to aim high. Yeah. So we have now those two things. What do you say? Let's come up with three more things. But you give me the first one. What, what do you think? You give me an example. Okay, I'll give you one, but then you're going to have to give me a second one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be successful in, in anything, I, I think that you just want to have, you want to have a good relationship with risk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in my school, we take like business classes and in the business club, like inter- entrepreneurs is like one of the main things is like taking risk into your business because your business might fail, it might not work out, but then you can try again, it will break out. So that's the most, like that's what we've learned so far. You just summarized uh, entrepreneurship and business. <laughs> it's all about risk. And in business, all profit comes from risk. If you have a problem yeah. with risk, uh, unfortunately, you cannot implement all of your creative ideas because you're scared. But creative yeah, ideas to... are, yeah, they're new. Yeah, yeah, you have to make up your own decisions. And if, for example, if the decision's wrong, you can start again and you will learn from your mistakes. Because if you don't make your own decisions and you like, you won't know how to handle situations like these where no one is there to help you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, because of that, when we're working on uh, a project, we're doing a brand strategy or anything, I make the clients do all the work. So I make them uh, write the the messaging and write uh, the marketing campaign uh, headline. And I make them do a lot of work because then I know that they can take it from there. And that way, I'm just uh, giving them, yes, the tools and the knowledge and whatnot, but I'm giving them the confidence to tell them that, hey, you don't need me. You are good to go. Yeah. Artificial intelligence is transforming every industry. I will tell you some tasks or jobs and you can answer how AI can be involved in each task as a presenter. For example, I'll tell you um, content creation. You tell me how many percent is AI involved? Like 10%, 20%, you know? Do you understand? Mm, yeah, yeah, I understand the game. Okay. It's just it's a okay. nice one. <laughs> okay. Design a website. AI can help uh, up to 50%. 50? Yeah, okay. because it's helping you with the with the research and research takes a long time. So for yeah, example, yeah. if I want to know all of my competitors, before I had to go and I look at them one by one. and But now AI can do it for me really quickly. Yeah. Uh, social media management. Management. I know it can help us a lot with the, with the creation, with the writing. But when it comes to, to managing, I, I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen much tools. So I would say like 20% management. Uh, unless you're using it to reply to comments and whatnot. But I, I wouldn't want to do that. So no, no. Management, me personally. I'll keep it. Uh, I wouldn't use it much. I'll use it like so, 20, 10%. Okay. Content mm. creation. It can help a lot. It can actually do the whole thing, but I wouldn't want it to, to do that for me because I want my content to be unique. And that's actually one of the things I tell my team when they are writing anything. I tell them, hey, you need to ask yourself the question, can AI write this? If the answer is yes, we don't want to publish it because we want to come up with our own unique uh point of views about yeah. things so to answer the question can yeah. it do it 
100%. Should we let it do it? We, we let it help us 30, 40%. I love to use it to get okay. uh, quotes. Inspiration? Yeah, yeah. Within content creation, uh, we use it for inspiration big time. Yeah, okay. Branding strategies. That's a tough question, uh, but it's almost the same as my answer to social media content creation. It can actually do the whole thing. If you tell it, hey, uh, I want a brand strategy for my skincare brand, it will ask you a few questions and it can actually give you the whole thing. But should yeah. we let it do it? The answer is no, because a good strategy has the element of surprise. And unfortunately, they cannot do that. They, they will just give you existing strategies. So we shouldn't, we yeah. shouldn't rely on it only for research. Okay. Interpreted, like translated. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it can, it's actually been getting really good. But in yeah. uh, uh, Arabic, because we're using so many dialects, that's where it gets lost. Mm. But it can help us. So it can help us a lot. I would say here, I would say 80%. 80%. Okay. Acting. Yeah. Acting? Can it help you acting? Can, can it help you to act? I mean, it's like, can, for example, not help you act like in the real life. No, of course not. But you uh -huh. know, like, uh, you can ask them, for example, how to cry on, you know, like, questions, you know, how to uh, cry on demand, how to act sad, you know? Yeah, yeah. So again, I think it's just AI now is really good at uh, helping you with research. Yeah. So maybe for acting, I want to, uh, I have a scene to cry. So I would ask it, hey, give me the 10 best crying scenes. And then I'll, it will immediately give me all the 10 scenes, right? And I'll just yeah. uh, study it. And that's how I use it in, in anything, just for research. So acting, I would say 30% research. A close friend. <laughs> uh -huh. You know, you know, I saw this, uh, like a short, it says that there's this AI uh, that can be your friend. You can uh, pick how it looks like. You can uh, uh, t uh, like write, like uh, you can like talk with it, you know, like talk voice and you can build their pers the personality of the AI. Like you can make this AI extroverted, introverted. It talks a lot. So how do you think? Oh, you tell me. <laughs> what, what do you think about that? I think uh, 60%. No, that's too much. I think... 50% because at the end of the day, uh, uh, AI and a person, they aren't exactly the same. And if you want a real friend, I think like a person would be in real life, but if you actually don't have any friends, AI would actually like work out, you know, like it's actually not a bad idea. I would want to have an AI friend. I mean, if it depends on the role of the friend. So maybe 50% yeah. is good. <laughs> it's just helping you with your task. And you're calling it your friend because it's helping you outdo things and be more productive. Yeah, by, by all means. Yeah. So let's agree on AI should help your team level up their operations. Human input and editing will always be a part of the process. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it should not it should not make decisions on your behalf. It should yeah, yeah, just yeah. give you the insights, the research, and then you make your own decisions because you are the expert. Mm. Okay. Give me an example of a brand that has successfully inter, um, inter integrated AI into their branding strategies. Oh, we, we have so many uh, here. So many? Uh, 
Yeah, in, in our design industry and websites, development and stuff, uh, so many now brands every day coming up using AI. So for example, we have this uh, tool, it's called uh, Reloom, and it actually can help you write all of the content to your website. It can write all of your product uh, descriptions, uh, the about us page, the contact page. It can write the whole uh, website uh, text for you. Okay, I'm going to ask you some questions and let's see your answers. By the way, AI, yeah. AI helps. AI helped me with these questions that you made. Okay, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to see if you know these answers or not. So, oh, question okay. one uh -huh. Where does the word word brand come from and what does it mean? By the way, I have the answer. So, this is like a test. You're putting me on the spot. Well, yeah, luckily, I know on this spot. one. I know this one, they, they use the word brand came from the practice that if someone had a farm and they have all the cattle, the sheep, right? The cows, they, they brand them. They put basically the sign that this cow belongs to this farm and that's how they recognize them. And that's where it came from. So now we do the okay, same so thing with products. Read the answer. The word brand comes from the old Norse word brander, which means to burn. This practice before 4,000 4, before Christ and was used by ancient Egyptians, Romans, and Chinese. It was used to refer to practice of market, making cows with a hot iron to spe specify ownerships. You're not cheating. Oh, no, I'm not cheating. I know this one. Mm, okay. Question number two. What is the oldest brand ever? Oh, that, that's... Uh... <laughs> I, I'm just going to guess. Uh, I have no okay. idea what's the oldest brand ever. Um, By the way, you're never going to guess it. It's not even a known brand. Then then just tell me then. I don't know how to pronounce it because it's Chinese, but Kongo Gumi. Kongo, and... Kongo Gumi it is a Chinese construction company founded in the uh, 578. Whoa, wow. 1500. Yeah, 1500s. Yeah, yeah, there was no way I could guess that uh, at all. <laughs> Third question, which logo has been used for over 130 years? You should know this. You drink it probably every day. I don't know. Which, again? Which logo has been used for over 130 years? Logo have been used for 130 years? Their logo, yeah. A logo that's been used for 130 years? So from the 1900s? Yeah. Uh, and you said I use it? Maybe. Some people don't use it. Give, give me a hint. Okay. So it's, a, it's a cup. Oh. My dad it's a, drinks it. It's a drink, so Coca-Cola. Yes! <laughs> Coca-Cola. But to be fair, I helped you. Well, yeah, but still. <laughs> I taught lime for one of the most famous brands in the world. Cost only $35. What is the name of this brand? I'll give yeah, you a little Nike. Hint. That's Nike. Yeah, of course. Just do it. Yeah. Question number five. What is the most valuable brand in the world? Probably Apple. Apple? You're in you're wrong. Not Apple. Um Coca-Cola. Starts with A. Starts with A. Brand. So did I tell you their uh, value? Okay. Uh two hundred ninety-nine point three billion. A brand? Two hundred ninety-nine. Look, look look look. No, no, you're searching. You're searching. Not I don't have anything. No, no, you're searching. You have to, you can't look down. Alphabet, alphabet.
just tell me just tell me amazon amazon okay 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 <laughs> which brand has the most loyal customers you should know this you've talked the most... you've talked you've talked about this 100 times in this episode so you have to know it then must be apple yes yeah yeah who is the best paid online content creator the best paid online content creator like uh probably some youtuber yes uh is it uh mr beast yes <laughs> jimmy his name here his real name is jimmy so jimmy yeah. yeah yeah what is the most valuable precious inspiring stylish brand ever precious stylish uh your brand yes <laughs> my brand i knew it i knew it i mean you got like three wrong but it's okay. That, that's fine. That's fine. It was tough questions anyway. Yeah. Okay. Finally, what advice do you, uh, would you give uh, to my generation? To your generations, I would uh, encourage them to be dreamers. And uh, yeah, you want to have, as I've been saying, you want to have high ambitions and you have really scary goals. And then you just want to pursue it. You want to live a life of adventure. You don't want a comfortable life and doing the easy stuff that everyone's doing. That's not fun. Not fun. You want a life of adventure. You want some risk. You want some thrill. You want some failures and some win. Because if you're just in this routine and you're doing the normal boring stuff, uh, yeah, then then that's a boring life. you yeah. want adventure yeah i look for adventures every day me too I, I don't know where that road gonna take me but i have time okay now i need a question from you to deliver to my next guest i'll give you a hint of who he is he's a social researcher a futurist and a tedx speaker what do you, so what do you want to ask him so so what, what does he research uh... research about anything oh then then he's a, like, so- a social researcher okay um just uh, i want you to ask him to give us advice i need a pencil to write to your question okay i have just one question and it's a it's an easy question yeah we just want advice on how to make more friends that's it okay that's okay simple and easy that, that, okay. that's it yeah yeah i feel like we don't have enough friends now like people luckily i do luckily i do i i want more friends i want like <laughs> hundreds hundreds of close friends but uh quality over quantity i want both so you ask him and let him uh, figure it out <laughs> okay 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 my last question is for all my guests they said live today the way you want to be remembered tomorrow so what do you want to be remembered for i want to be remembered as the guy who moved education to the next level online education. okay yeah okay that's a good one yeah, Alas, I remember yeah. you from that. How do you like my questions? I love it. I love it. Did I put you on the spot? few times, yeah. But <laughs> it makes it fun. It makes it fun. Really had I to think. I felt bad there. for you. Uh, yeah, I felt bad for me too, but uh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Alas, uh, if I have any businesses and websites, will you help me uh, accomplish them and do them? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready anytime. Let me know, yeah. Let's do it. Uh, do you want to ask me anything or halas? No, nah, no, nah, nah, I'm set. Okay. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a well, lot. Yeah. I had uh, fun putting you on the spot and I wanted to see your answers. It was fun. And I liked all your answers and I definitely did learn something. So thank you. 
Ah, thanks. Thanks for having me. I, I enjoyed it a lot, yeah. really. Me too. Well, take care. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.